Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast. Thanks to each of you. This is episode 258, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Everyone wants to reach their full potential. But unfortunately, most people practice bad habits that limit their potential. Habits are the foundation of our everyday lives. These habits and routines, they shape us. And we either build good habits that support us as we move toward our goals or bad ones that undermine our ability to achieve and succeed. One thing is for certain. It's difficult to reach our dreams and full potential if we are living with a slew of bad habits. So, what are these habits preventing us from reaching our full potential? 
Number one, being afraid to voice your true opinions. A study by Crucial Learning, a learning company with courses in communication, performance, and leadership, found that a shocking nine out of 10 people have felt emotionally or physically unsafe to speak their mind more than once in the past 18 months. The study of more than 1,300 people found that instead of voicing their opinions or concerns, respondents are resorting to a host of unhealthy behaviors that are crippling constructive dialogue and driving viewpoints farther apart. Behaviors such as staying silent but feeling inauthentic, avoiding people, silently fuming and stewing, ruminating about all the things they'd say if they had the courage, faking agreement, and severing relationships. Holding our opinions back can actually be more damaging than speaking them. In fact, opinions are what fuels momentum. All ideas, plans, and decisions begin and end with opinions. If we consistently refrain from voicing ours, then we're doing ourselves a massive disservice. When we voice our opinions, several things happen. We appear more confident. We drive discussion. If we're wrong, we learn why. We start to understand that regretting action is better than regretting inaction because our regrets of inaction are much more severe than our regrets of action, meaning keeping our mouth shut is actually the more likely regret of the two. Breaking past that intimidation barrier can be challenging, especially if we're used to holding back onto our opinions. However, it's vital that we consistently practice speaking our mind. Number two, being someone you're not. Ralph Waldo Emerson said it best to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Day after day, the world pulls us into a multitude of directions. And this gravitational force can be easy to give into. It can be easy to fall into the train tracks that have been laid out in front of us by thousands of others. Because building a new path is uncertain and scary. However, that path is where the most freedom and happiness is found. To find this path, we can ask ourselves a few questions. Who am I? This question helps to identify and clarify the wiring of our computer, the makeup of us. It also allows us to lead an authentic life and not someone we think we should be, simply who we are. It helps us to identify our skills, our craft, 
as well as what we're not so good at. And finally, it helps to bring clarity around our personality. This definition unlocks a sense of freedom as we navigate life. It offers freedom because we're not having to be someone we're not. All obligations are centered around us and the true us. Secondly, we need to ask ourselves, what is my mission? Defining this allows clarity around our purpose. It's much bigger than anything. It's bigger than any one thing. And this gives us leverage. Because no matter how difficult of a task we are faced with, or how tough things may get, we keep fighting. Because our mission, our purpose, is larger than anything thrown at us. Which means we have an endless supply of fuel. Number three, not trying things because you fear failure. Fear of failure is the number one reason people don't set goals or try new things. Our thoughts create our reality. Bearing that in mind, we need to think positive. Whether on the front end, before approaching a challenge, or after we've gone through a particular challenge. Our thoughts before, during, and after play a significant role in how successful we are in life. This also means thoughts about ourselves. Boosting our belief about who we are and our abilities helps us to avoid ruminating about our perceived shortcomings. And it shifts our focus on our strengths and talents. Another key component to overcoming this fear of failure is developing a new perspective about the idea of failure itself. Instead of seeing failure as an absolute, life-destroying disaster, we need to develop a new relationship with it. So what does this shift to thinking more positively about failure look like? Look at failure as a chance to learn and grow. These are key feedback opportunities. Look at failure as a lesson because reflecting on past failures to find their benefits can help us be more open to failure, which means that our failures become our teacher. Look at failure as a challenge. These are opportunities to move forward, not a roadblock stopping us. People spend so much energy and time trying not to fail that they forget to succeed. We need to think about what we really desire and decide if our fear of failing is standing in the way. In order to succeed, our desires for success should be greater than our fear of failure. Number four, not embracing struggles. Let's take a closer look at what struggling is. Struggling is not defeat. It is a potential power that is waiting for us to use it. 
We need to learn to embrace hard times because they create the ultimate strength. Struggling is a clear indication that we are in growth mode, that we are facing challenges that we have never faced before. And because we've lacked that exposure, we experience struggle. But that does not indicate weakness. It does not mean that we are incapable, that we are not worthy. It means that we are facing a new dimension of life. When we quit, that's when we lose. When we start to tell ourselves that we can no longer push, we are telling ourselves that we are not capable, that we are not worthy. And here's why this is so dangerous. Not only do we lose faith in ourselves during that exact moment, we lose faith in ourselves the next time we face a challenge. Because at the back of our mind sits this thing called doubt. Because if we struggled before and tossed in that towel, what will this time look like? Surrendering means surrendering to a lot more than just that particular challenge. And I want to be clear, there is a difference between surrendering to the moment, like accepting a position we are in, accepting reality, accepting a lack of resources to face a particular challenge. That type of surrendering is connected to acceptance. Whereas surrendering and throwing our hands up in defeat is a physical and mental way of saying, I can no longer do this. I am incapable of doing this, which is not accurate. You are capable of doing so much more than you think. But in order to realize that, we need to be willing to climb those tall walls. We need to be willing to make ourselves struggle. And the only way we lose is if we quit. The only way we lose is if we limit ourselves through our thoughts. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on your dreams. Number five, not understanding the value of time and not valuing your own time. When we have a better understanding of time, we can structure our lives in a way that takes greater advantage of this finite resource. Because once time is spent, it is gone forever. We cannot get it back. However, we can be intentional with the time that we do have. If we understand the value of time better, we can protect our precious time, saving it for the activities and people that give our lives the most meaning and joy. So you may be wondering, how can we make sure we're utilizing our precious time wisely? Identify your time wasters. Identify your distractions. We need to stand up to our enemies 
of time. Our phones responding to non-essential emails, saying yes too much. Our TVs, these things suck our lives of precious time. These things, day to day, may seem harmless because they happen on a 24-hour cycle. But what we fail to realize is their compounding bombardment on our lives, they add up. Soon, we realize a week has gone by with little accomplished. A month flies by in the blink of an eye. And eventually, the new year is here and gone. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we go cold turkey on everything. But rather, we find balance with these things. So, how can we strike that balance then becomes the question. Conduct a time inventory. Now, we don't need to do this for a really long time to get a pulse on where we're spending our time. For two or three days, keep an hour-by-hour journal of how you spend your time. That includes work, exercise, meals, social media, TV, even procrastination and avoidance. Then, and this is critical, without judgment or self-criticism, simply review. Where did your time go each day? How was it spent? What times of the day were the most productive? When was your brain least energized? When was little accomplished? Where were the pockets of wasted time that could be used more intentionally? Lastly, make it a habit to stop and think before starting an activity. In other words, asking ourselves, is this intentional? Am I choosing to jump on Facebook or Instagram or clean out the kitchen junk cabinet? Or is it a result of avoidance and boredom? By really examining our time inventory and distractions, we can see more clearly what exactly is getting in the way. Number six, spending too much time on the things you can't control. It is extremely unhelpful and unhealthy to dwell on things outside of our control. They drain us and rob us of time. These things are simply fat on the meat of life. I spend zero time investing my energy into things I have no control over. And in turn, I get a lot back because of it. It allows me to focus on the things that I love. And it creates a positive ROI in my life. It allows for an abundance of happiness. When we can shift our mindset to start focusing on the things that we can control, we unlock happiness. We start creating a better life. We become unstoppable. And here's why. We're not burning unnecessary energy, which gives us more fuel to focus on the things that truly matter. The things in our life that will actually move the needle. The aspects of our lives where we can influence change. Here's the most critical part. 
when we create this idea that other forces, for lack of a better term, are the things that dictate the direction of our ship, we create hopeless thinking. Thoughts like the government is the reason for why I'm in this position. My childhood is the reason I'm in this position. The person I dated last year is why I'm in this position. These thoughts prevent us from taking accountability, which in turn prevents us from gaining solid footing for forward momentum. This mindset is extremely toxic. So toxic, in fact, that many, many people go through their entire lives thinking this way. This helpless thinking makes it feel as if we're treading water in the middle of the Atlantic, not entirely sure which direction land is. Navigating this open water and realizing land is just beyond the horizon creates a sense of freedom, opportunity, and most importantly, hope. Something that's critical to mention here. Even in those moments when things go south, those moments where we lack control over the outcome, we still have control over how we react to those situations. Even after that thing happens, we can decide how much energy we put towards the reaction and what we do afterwards. Number seven, engaging in gossip and drama. Gossip and drama are similar to that of saltwater's impact on metal. Both deteriorate our character and reputation. It interrupts the way we carry ourselves. Let's be honest. Everyone has desirable and undesirable traits. We need to realize this and talk from this fundamental belief. If we talk behind people's backs, us and our reputation quickly become irrelevant. It evaporates. We need to remind ourselves to follow this golden rule. When we treat others with respect, they treat us according to the tone we've set. We need to understand that everyone has boundaries that they expect us to respect, just as we have our own boundaries. If we cross them intentionally, then we're digging our own hole. And if someone treats us wrongfully, whatever we may personally consider that to be or look like, we need to reciprocate with grace and kindness. Be mature. Walk away. By doing so, others will perceive us in a positive light and respond in our favor. This thoughtful approach allows us to unhook the weighted shackles and move through life to more critical things. We need to be so engaged in our passions that gossip has no room to join. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. 
I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into seven habits preventing you from getting ahead. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.